Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the No Relation NFL Podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson going into Week 15. Matt, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Working on a cold, so uh, might not uh, uh, sound effects, but we'll, we'll work on it. Um, again, I, I keep being fascinated with what we've been seeing in the last three or four weeks. We've been seeing some teams really show up, and, and I think a couple did last, you know, last night, obviously, in... New England, and Pittsburgh the other night. The good teams are starting to really rise, aren't they? And we've seen it for a few weeks. I think so. However, you know, I I, I do another podcast, a daily one, and every Wednesday I do power ranks, and I started fiddling with, you know, the power ranks for this upcoming week, and I have no idea who number one is. You know, like, I think the common thought is – New England's the best team in the league you know, since Dallas lost. But, I mean, was that Dallas loss all that awful? Um, was New England super impressive? I mean, they have special teams gaffes, and I think their defense is good, not great. They're a little light on weapons. Um, it's not Seattle anymore, you know. I mean, I, I'm not sure who the best team in the league is. So, Matt, do you think that there could be eight quality teams in the playoffs? I know you may not like – a, a, a favorite as a number one, but could there be some quality for this playoff just three weeks away? Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I remember we've talked about it, you know, a month ago, two months ago, where we kind of said, boy, you know, the Patriots are just going to roll right through the AFC and they're, it's not going to be all that much fun to watch. Well, I don't see it that way anymore. You know, you look at Pittsburgh and even Baltimore and Kansas City and, you know, Oakland's still around that – uh, I don't see that as in them just moonwalking through the AFC and not having any problems. And even in the NFC, I mean, I guess Dallas is a favorite, but they're not playing as well as they were before. And Prescott didn't come is coming off a rough game, and Seattle doesn't look great. And what if Green Bay gets in? You know, they're super hot. And so I think it's going to be highly entertaining, and probably a good team or two. You know, probably Green Bay will be on the outside looking in. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, you know what? That's the way it goes. I'm I'm okay with that because you got to yeah. sustain it, and and, and that, you know we want to see quality. So I hope there's a good team that didn't make the playoffs. You know, I wanted to say, oh, we'll watch out for them next year when they do some tweaks. Um, but you know, it, it it seems like everybody's got two or three good weeks in them, and then they take a stumble. I mean, Pittsburgh four game losing streak, and then a four game winning streak. Seattle kind of the same thing. Green Bay kind of the same thing. Um, you know, the Ravens. These, they got to, you know. I want to see these guys stay hot, and if if we do, I think we have a good chance at, at a great January. Here's a team that I've been high on a lot. They don't overly impress you, but they win, and they're twenty and twenty three in their last twenty three regular seasons, and that's a hell of a trend. 
What do you think about the Chiefs? I mean, that was a nice win over Oakland. Very nice win. I'm cautiously optimistic about the Chiefs. You know, I look at the Chiefs and say, boy, they got a lot of good players on defense. They're good on special teams. The offense has more weapons than I can remember. You know, and now Macklin's gradually coming back. And we know Andy Reid can coach up, you know, can, can get the most out of players in this league and is a, a very winning coach. And, you know, they're, they're unlikely to be unprepared and they have a formula. But my concern with the Chiefs is the same as it was with the Vikings after week four or five is – can you count on a defensive or special team touchdown every week? You know, I mean, right. it, 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 for the last five weeks, they've gotten one. And, yes, they'll rush the passer, and they're going to cause more interceptions maybe than the average defense. And Barry and Peters are great playmakers, and the free kill is unbelievable with the ball in his hands. So, yeah, they'll probably generate more than the average team, but they're not going to get four out of every four, five weeks. Not to mention, they were the better team against your Raiders, but – if Derek Carr's okay, I bet they win. You know, I mean, there was two two touchdowns left on the field, and that would have been a difference. So you think if they, if they meet again, Oakland wins? I picked Oakland. I mean, going into that game, I picked Oakland in a super close game. I, I think they're pretty equal. I mean, I, I think the Raiders have some warts, too, especially their defense is certainly concerning. Um, but I do think Carr's finger is a huge problem right now. Yeah, see, that's weird because it really wasn't when he came back in that game, um, Carolina game. He 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 gave he, he injured a huge comeback. He was good against Buffalo. Then last week it, it seemed to bother him because it was maybe because it was cold. But I, I don't know. I I just think he had a bad day. You know, um, maybe yeah. I, I think Raider fans were shocked that they lost. I wasn't. Chiefs punched him in the in the face. In October, and I thought the Chiefs were the better team the other night. I, you know, there was never there was the Raiders certainly left some plays on the field, but it was never a game where you thought, oh well, Oakland Oakland should win this game. I think Kansas City deserved to win, and that's that's two times. That's a that's a trend. I, I do think Oakland would be happy to face Kansas City again, and I don't think they'd be scared. Um, you know, I think if I was the Raiders, I'd probably rather play Kansas City than Pittsburgh because of familiarity. I think Pittsburgh could really give the Raiders trouble, you know, the Raiders' defense on trouble. Um, but, you know, look, at the Raiders are 11-3, I mean, excuse me, 10-3. and Their season is not over, but there's a hell of a difference between a 1-2 and seed and a 5 seed. So that was a huge Kansas City win. Oh, no doubt. And... You know, are the Raiders? I always use your analogy that they're last year's Cubs. You know, are they are they ready as an organization, as a mature group, to go on the road in Week One at Houston or Tennessee or wherever, and then have to go to Kansas City or New England? You know, I mean, easier said than done. Yeah, yeah, I, that, that that'd be tough for them. I I think they they're better than any of the teams the AFC South is going to give us. They but you know, playing on the road on the playoffs is tough. I think they, the Raiders need. If the Raiders aren't going to win this division, the Raiders really need Houston to win. Win because Tennessee, Tennessee's not going to be Tennessee's going to be playing on house money. You know, this is a team that had the number one pick last year, and for them to you know if they win this division, they're going to be you know pretty pretty free and easy. What do you think of those Titans? Since we're on that topic, big picture, 
I couldn't be more excited about them. You know, I mean, I yep. look at them and say, boy, they have their quarterback. They have an offensive line in place. They have a running game. The weapons are okay. They have some front seven pieces. And besides the quarterback, maybe most exciting is, boy, they got a buttload of draft picks. <laughs> you know, I mean, yep. and they should have a yep. lot of cap space too. I mean, they could have another phenomenal offseason. You know, grab the best corner in the draft and the best safety in free agency and another front seven guy as their other first-round pick and a receiver in free agency. And, wow, you know, like I look at that division and think that's going to be the Titans' division for the foreseeable foreseeable future. Yeah, you know what? And I I bang on them for promoting Malarkey, you know, keeping him as the interim coach. I thought that was kind of a waste, but give him credit. It seems to be working. Yeah, and I, w- I don't think anybody was excited about it of, boy, Malarkey's the answer. And then you look at it and everyone makes fun of exotic smash mouth and this guy's just going to run the ball and he's back in 1985 with Bill Cowher. You know, I mean, that, and I think he's expanded things, though, that he made Mariota's life his transition easier, seems to be giving him more and more as he progresses, and it's working well. Yeah, so it's uh, they're an interesting team, no doubt. I know you, you haven't been big on the Giants, but I think they deserve some credit at 9-4 and, 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 and two wins over the Cowboys, the only two wins over the Cowboys this year. What did you, what'd you see from them on Sunday? I mean, certainly timely defense and, and, and stout defense. Yeah, first off, I'm starting to worry a little about the Cowboys. And I'm not saying it's Romo time or anything like that, but Prescott played a bad game. Their running game and their offense in general has not been as dominant the last three or four weeks as everybody tends to just assume. And the defense is average. you know. So if the offense isn't humming, the defense is on the field too much. What I saw in that game was a huge play by Odell, and he's capable of doing that. Other than that, highly, highly inconsistent offense and very little running game from the Giants. And, again, I'm not believing in Eli Manning right now, but I love the defense, and you talked about it. And the thing I keep saying about the defense is they got some heat for spending as much money as they did on Jenkins and keeping Pierre Paul and Vernon and Harrison and, you know, they used high picks on Collins and Apple and these guys. Well, they're getting their money's worth of all their stars, you know, and the defense to me – is really good, and that might be enough. I don't know, but I still think they're a slightly above-average team. I don't think they're a true contender. I don't think they have the Cowboys number or anything like that, but I think Dallas is slightly worse than public perception gives them, too. Could it be just, I mean, being 11-1, and I mean, that's hard to do. So now they're 11-2, and they made, could it just be a little bit, you know, ill-timed funk or was it smoke and mirrors? They're playing better teams now, and they play a good team in Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, and Tampa's playing well. I mean, I yeah. thought Tampa. I mean, I thought they were going to be garbage, and they're playing well. Their defense has come a long way. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I still think Dallas is for real. Prescott worries me a little bit, though. You know that when he was under pressure and forced to do things, and Spagnuolo threw a lot at him. He looked like a rookie this past week, and I don't think it's crazy talk. I know no one wants to hear it, and I'm not suggesting it. I just don't think it's crazy talk that if I'm Jason Garrett, in the back of my mind I have this card of Tony Romo that I might consider playing. You mean if you're Jerry Jones? Because he's the one to make that call. I guess Garrett had nothing to do with it. (laughs) 
But doesn't that screw things up? It doesn't. I wrote about this yesterday. If they do that and they don't win the Super Bowl, it screws a lot of things up because you, so, you mess with you mess with Prescott's head, and he's I mean, going to be I there guess. for twelve years. But I mean, if you, I guess, it depends how you handle it, and I mean, all those things. Those are always difficult for you and I to, to comment on because we're not in the building, and. Right. Does it shatter his confidence? Is he a broken quarterback now? Is he no longer going to be any good? He's been so mentally tough, that would surprise me. I mean, if you're right. Garrett and Jones and you present it to him of, hey, you're phenomenal, we love you, you're our guy, the, the second the season over is over, we are going to treat you like the starter. If Tony struggles or gets injured, we want you to be ready and I want you to prepare like the starter in the meantime. But you you haven't been here. You know, you haven't been to this stretch of games where Tony has, and things are tougher in the playoffs. And, you know, he, he probably won't be back next year. And you are our man. You know, I mean, it, we want you, you know, this isn't an indictment on you at all. Then uh, everyone in the building has to recognize that Romo is a good football player, you know, and I'm not suggesting right. it's going to happen or that I would say to do it now, but I do think it's something to think about. Well, the problem is that with every, the next time they lose, it's going to be brought up, whether it's yeah. Sunday night or if it's Week 17 going into the playoffs. It's going to be broached. It was broached already. They lost two games. It was broached after the game. Um, I mean, that's a, I know the kid has handled everything, but that's a big cloud over his head. And I think – I mean, Jerry did a great job Sunday night by saying no about four times, but then this morning he kind of cracked the door open. No, did he? I didn't I don't know. I just think he's making a mistake. I mean, I, I think he has to stand behind the kid. And if it gets to that point, maybe lose two or three more games and he's the reason, well, yeah, make the switch. But I don't know. I, 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 just, think it's, I just think it's more trouble than it's worth. But we'll see. Probably. Um, I, I mean, yeah. uh, again, I wouldn't do it now. But if he struggles down these next couple games, you know, or you're in the wild, you're in the, you know, your first playoff game, and you're down fourteen nothing at the half. You know, maybe you bring you know wild thing out of the bullpen. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, something to certainly watch, and and I don't trust Jerry Jones. Not, you know, he's gonna it, it, he's gonna get the itch. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so that's why I think it could happen because he's making the call, and that's not necessarily a knock on Jerry Jones. It's just who he is and how he's operated, and you know, it, it's it's gonna be fascinating. Before we leave the NFC East, I'm doing a story this week. My editors wanted me to do something on Eli Manning's leadership. Because, you know, he's kind of mopey, and, and, and people have given him a hard time about Odell Beckham. He's not, you know, he needs to harness in Eldo, Odell Beckham. And, and I'm kind of the thought, well, you know what? Obviously, Eli's not an actual leader. He hasn't shown that, and it's worked for him. He's won two Super Bowls, and he hasn't missed a game since he became the starter in 2005. Is leadership, classic leadership, kind of overrated in this case? Well, I mean, this isn't what you asked me, but I don't like how he's throwing the football right now. You know, and a couple okay. times over his career, he's had, quote, dead arm. And I don't know if mm-hmm. that's what he's going through or he's old. You know, I mean, maybe he's, he isn't going to play like some of these quarterbacks until they're 40 and still be able to throw the ball. Maybe his arm is failing him. Um, but in terms of leadership – I, he isn't the raw, raw guy. Like you said, he is kind of mopey, and his body language never changes. But 
But there's a couple things that stand out. Is McAdoo comes over and Eli totally reinvents himself. You know, all the things he's learned, he threw away to learn this new system. You know, and his footwork and the timing and all those things, he put in all the work to do that. I mean, to me, that's leadership. You know, that's leading through example. Right. He never, ever, ever misses a game. <laughs> you, know, just, you know he's been hurting over the years, but in Manning fashion, never, ever misses a game. That's unbelievable. And it doesn't get the – if his last name was Williamson, you know, people would be like, boy, he's a tough guy. But, you know, compared to Peyton, it's not quite as long a streak. Right. And and right. also, compared to Peyton, he never gets the credit of being so good at the line of scrimmage and the mental aspects of it. Again, if his last name was Jones or Williamson or whatever, everyone would be like, boy, Eli's a master at the line of scrimmage. He's such a student of the game. But if he's only 95% in that regard of Big Brother, it's not good enough. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's interesting. But I, you know what? He, you're the youngest brother of Peyton Manning, and the son of Archie Manning, you might not grow up to be the most demonstrative guy, you know? You might be just right, kind of right. a quiet type, but I, he's won two Super Bowls, and, and, he, and he doesn't miss games. I, I think he's had a brilliant career. You know, he may not be everything, but he's one of the most important players in Giants history. I mean, there's 20 teams in the league would kill to have that guy as their quarterback for the last 12 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More than that. So let's talk about the Seahawks. Can they win a road game in the playoffs? I mean, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, and they were punched in the in the lips against Green Bay, against a defense that wasn't playing well, and it played great against Russell Wilson. Yeah. This has to and, be a concern, right? And they're going to have yeah. to win on the road in the playoffs. And I'm a big Seahawks apologist, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always saying they'll get it right, and they probably will. You know, uh, and I think the you know the common fan will look at that and say, Boy, that's what the defense is going to be like without Earl Thomas. Well, that wasn't the problem. You know, I mean, the secondary play wasn't horrible. The pass rush has been really bad now for about a month, and it seems like an unreported story, but they're not harassing quarterbacks at all. Um, The offensive line was a huge problem, as usual. Probably about the worst game I've ever seen Russell Wilson play. But I also think that it was one of those cases of, Anything that could have gone wrong went wrong. You know, that if those two teams played ten times, to me that is by far the worst outcome for the Seahawks in a, in a big sample size of games. You know, batted passes that got picked off and all kinds of just bad luck things happened to them. And, oh, by the way, along with the Steelers, Green Bay is super hot and playing extremely well. And if Rodgers keeps it up and gets his team to the, the postseason – he might be the, the clear MVP. I mean, he's playing at that level now. Would that be something if he was MVP after people wanted to bury him in October? <laughs> right, right. I mean, it's also not a good crop for MVPs this year either. Yeah, yeah. I like asking you this question. I don't know, I don't know if you like answering, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Who should we believe more in right now, Pittsburgh or Green Bay? Again, not what you asked. The Steelers have a much easier road. I believe more in the Steelers, and I, I guess too. because from day one of the preseason or week one, I thought they were the slightly better team. I thought they were the slightly more well-rounded team, but it's close. I, I mean, I think it's close that they're superstar quarterbacks. 
It's different, though. I mean, Rodgers is far outplaying Roethlisberger right now, and Ben's struggling on the road. You know, this is a very Le'Veon Bell-driven offense right now. Um, but I look at the Packers and say, well, who's their running back? <laughs> you know, I mean, like, right. eventually you've got to be able to run the ball, right? I mean, I know Montgomery's helping out, doing some good things, but he's not a running back. Um, on the road in January, you're going to have to run the ball, yeah. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's, they probably won't have a home game in the playoffs if they get in, but, you know, you would think that a Green Bay team would be highly running back driven. And if Eddie Lacy leaves this offseason, it wouldn't shock me if, you know, one of these great backs in the draft in the first round goes to the Packers. Yeah, and that could be, that, that could be, could really help Rodgers last, you know, whatever it is, five, six years. The thing about the Packers, I just don't know about the defense. And that the Steelers seem to be playing better on defense, and it seems to be lasting a little longer. And I don't know. I, I think the Steelers are built to win in January, and it's, we've been talking about this for months and months. They're going to get healthier, and, and, and guys are going to come back from the suspensions, and they're going to, it's going to click in, in December. And it seems to be really clicking for the Steelers in December. And I think we've talked about the AFC. If they continue to get their help and doesn't get any more big injuries, but especially on offense, I think they could take a long ride. I do, too. And I've thought that from the beginning – you know, I've never questioned the talent. Uh, the defense and some of the young guys on defense are starting to step up. They're getting pressure on the quarterback, which wasn't the case at all for the first half of the season or so. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think they have a chance to be very good. You know, and I think the offensive lines really is there. They certainly have the bend there, done it factor. They have the veteran quarterback. Um, you know, without jinxing them or sounding like a homer. I think they might be the most dangerous team in the AFC. Well, I'm with you. I really do. I, I, I really. And, and then what they did last week with the, you know that running back just taking over in bad weather. That's that's the Steelers being the Steelers, really, right? I mean, that's what they want from yeah. 1974 on, right? I mean, that's them. Yeah, and I mean, Le'Veon Bell was almost at 300 yards from scrimmage. He's unbelievable right now. I mean, maybe he's in the MVP conversation, too, although he was suspended. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Is that If you watch that game, that is not a seven-point victory. I mean, they beat the snot out of the Bills on both sides of the ball. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we had our first coach fired yesterday and all the way to December. Jeff, Jeff Fisher deserved to go, right? I mean, it's hard yes. to make an argument otherwise. Yes, I mean, I certainly agree with that. I mean, he, he, what, he has the most losses in NFL history or something now, too? You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah, but even he's, worse than that, he hasn't had a winning season since 2008, and he only took one year off. I mean, that's eight years winning season. Right. And yeah, I mean, that's we talk about trends. Well, there you go. Right. I mean, there's a day on the calendar called Jeff Fisher Day on July 9th because it's 7-9. You know, it's 7-9 every year. <laughs> I mean, and, and he has so much power in that building i don't know who else you blame i mean nothing's getting better they used all these picks on Tavon austin and robinson and these offensive players and it's still like the hardest offense in the league to watch you know a lot of people in the last 24 hours have been trying to say this is going to be the premier job opening and i i get it because it's la and there's gonna be a new stadium and the the owner has deep pockets but I know there's problems too, and but the other, the flip side of that is that 
pretty much unless there's something totally weird that happens, every job that opens every year has warts. But, I mean, do you think this is going to be the premier job opening? I like Jacksonville. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I, I do too, actually. I, I'm not sold. I, I think Jacksonville, I like Jacksonville's roster, I'll tell you that. Right, right. I mean, I, I think they're, they got guys in place. I've liked their past off seasons. I mean, do you, would you rather have Bortles or Goff? I assume I would rather have Goff at this point. I mean, I don't think he's broken. Just because we don't know right, about him right, yet. Exactly. You know? I mean, he's a really tough at eval right now. Yeah. Um, I think both those teams either need to hire a quarterback whisperer or hire the you know a head coach that's going to bring in a quarterback whisperer as the offensive coordinator. I mean, I think job number one for both those teams is we got to turn this quarterback into a franchise guy. Um, the Rams don't have a first-round pick. You know that bothers me. You know that they don't have a lot of picks. You, you right, know, right. I mean, they're so they're draft efficient. That's tough to rebuild in your, you know, your likeness without that. Yeah, and that defense, while it's good, it's getting older. You know, it, it needs it needs some help. Yeah, I, I I again, I know why the Rams would be attractive. I don't think it's like, oh my God, you got to get this job. You know, I, I like you know everybody. Everybody's connecting Josh McDaniels. Well, I think Josh McDaniels may have some other better, some at least equal offers. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, I'm not sure how many jobs will be open. Like, I don't think San Francisco or Cleveland should get open. I would hope the Bears don't fire anybody. You know, Jacksonville, to me, is highly appealing. Uh, if Buffalo opens, I can't say I'd be doing cartwheels for that job. No. Yeah, I mean... Cincinnati, maybe, but I, we you know doubt that they fire him because they owe money. Uh, yeah, That's I mean we'll, we'll talk yeah. more about that in the coming weeks, but it'll, it'll be interesting. There should be at least four because there's always about four, you know. But yeah, right, there'll be one that we don't see coming. Right. What about uh, since we're on that topic? Do you, and there was a report on Sunday that Rex could be fired. Do you think Buffalo should fire Rex? I mean, he's a polarizing figure, and. If I'm building the case against him, I'm saying, you know, you're a defensive-minded guy and you bring in your defensive-minded brother and we have this defensive draft and your defense isn't very good. Um, but I also look at that team, too, and think they don't have a lot of talent overall. Uh, and, you know, they were awful to start the year, and he brought them back from the dead. People are playing hard still. I mean, I'm not sure that... Belichick or Walsh or Lombardi or Noel would have got much more out of that team this year. Right. Right. Yeah, and I just don't know about Rex. I mean, I think he does have some real appealing factors about him, but I think he has a really quick expiration date. Yeah, but, I can I see mean, that. But, I mean, it would never work for him as a defensive coordinator. He, he, he's he got to be the biggest guy in the room. You know what I mean? So, I don't think he'd take instructions well as a defensive coordinator. I, I think he should, ESPN should replace John Gruden and put Rex Ryan in there as long as he wants to live. He'd be fun. We, we need Rex Ryan in the NFL, but I just don't know if the sideline is, is it anymore. Yeah, and I don't know that, you know, if it, whoever my favorite team is, if they hire Rex Ryan, I'm not going, oh, boy, everything's fixed. You know, but he's probably one of the best 32 head coaches on the planet. You know, I mean, he... He's won a lot of games, 
I mean, he took a, his own way to too ch- much, though. I mean, right. You know, with with his antics and you know, and and how much does he love it? I mean, he goes to his son's games at Clemson a few times a year. He went to Game Seven of the World Series, and I'm not, hey, I'm not knocking guys for having a life, but in that profession, you can't have a life at this time of year. That's just the way it is. And I think that probably rubs some people the wrong way. Probably, probably, and there has been a lot of rumors that he's on the block, and I'm sure Bills fans wouldn't, you know, cry in their Wheaties if it happened or. You know, uh, I have mixed feelings. I mean, again, I'm sure his antics get old and you could see moving on. But I don't exactly think somebody comes in there and changes the fortunes immediately. Right. Right. One more team on this, and again, we're going to talk a lot lot about this in the next three or four weeks. What about the Colts? So they blow it up. I mean, they they lost a, a big game. They they their playoff chances are not strong. They have an, an attractive quarterback who's playing well. Should they blow it up and 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 get new leadership in there? My thoughts on them were very strong in favor of. You need a new GM. I think Pagano deserves more time. Um, I really think Grigson's done a poor job. You know, drafting Philip Dorsett and, uh, you know, uh, the way he handled all the cap money he had whenever uh, Peyton left and they got young and, you know, luck fell on his lap and the Richardson trade. and um, So my, my thoughts haven't changed on him that I, I don't believe that he's a good GM. I don't know what to think about Pagano. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like the guy because, you know, he was a defensive back coach in Cleveland when I was there and I'm rooting for him. And I do think he's a good football coach, a very good football coach. But, man, his defense, he's a defensive-minded guy, and he was brought in from the Ravens' defensive coordinator. Their defense always stinks, and I tend to think it's more personnel than it is Pagano. But, you know, would that be a super attractive job? You know, at least you have luck, you know. I mean, uh, imagine if, if you could get Josh McDaniels, would you make that trade in a heartbeat? I bet there's a bunch of Colts fans going, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, uh, right. McDaniels and Belichick in Indy, you know, the the new Brady the new Brady Manning, you know what I mean? That would, that yeah, would be pretty right. cool. You know, I mean, but, if you could yeah. get a top candidate, I would think people would flock to Indianapolis. And they do have their draft picks and – you know, the defense needs work, but I think the defense <coughs> is pretty well intact. But, again, there's no perfect job openings, and that's what people got to – that's what candidates have to realize. If there was, those jobs wouldn't open, you know? Right, right. So, um, a couple more topics. Should we Can we take Miami seriously as a playoff contender without Tannehill? I know they got good long-term news, but he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season. I mean, can can they win? Can they get in the playoffs? I don't know. I, I mean, one of the hardest things for my job is when one of these backup quarterbacks who you kind of liked the last time you saw but hasn't played in four years, and people ask you to comment on him. Like, okay, I mean, I thought he was one of the better backups four years ago, but, I mean, I don't know what he's like now. I mean, a, a couple of preseason snaps doesn't show you anything. I mean, I liked more. I mean, I think he was a quality player, but Tannehill's been playing very well, and I would be very shocked if that's not a, a step backwards. I, again, like we talked about Tennessee, I think the organization as a whole has the arrow pointing up, but 
I tend to think that they're going to stumble, you know, that, and I don't know what their schedule is off the top of my head. And they are very run-oriented. I mean, if they can pound you on the ground and sneak into the playoffs and then get blown out in round one, I mean, that's a possibility. But um, to me, I'm not a Denver fan at all, but I think the Broncos and Ravens are superior teams to the Dolphins minus Tannehill. Well, the Broncos' problem is that their last three opponents have 31 victories, you know. And I saw a stat where it's the most a team has played the last three games of the year since 1978. And, you know, so, I mean, God, that's they have a tough road. They got New England at Kansas City and then Oakland to end the season. So I don't know how Denver survives it. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the Ravens that come in there and sneak into that last spot. Yeah, I think the Ravens are the best team of the three. And I think the Broncos are highly flawed because not only can they not run the ball at all, but they don't stop the run very well either. You know, and, and right. the formula's out right. on them that, hey, we're going to keep big personnel in the game. We're not going to let you get into nickel and dime. You know, we're going to pound you, and we're going to make your defensive linemen play a lot of snaps. And you know, meanwhile, Trevor Simeon has to beat us. And Simeon's better right. than I thought, and, and it's not his fault, but. He can, how many times did he throw this past week? I mean, you can't play the game like that. And to me, that game was extremely telling that Mariota threw like nine or ten passes and Simeon threw like 50. And you can't win that way. You know, I mean, everyone's going to run on you like crazy and you can't run at all. And Simeon's not going to outduel anybody. And, again, he's not a bad player. He's better than I thought. And, but you can't – the formula's not there. Yeah, that that C.J. Anderson's injury is one of the biggest ones in the league this year, I think, as far as impacting his team. Yeah, I can't argue that. I mean, he's Booker is not ready, and the the run blocking isn't good. And, you know, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it was tough for him. We've talked about defensive players of the year, and a guy we haven't talked about but his playing his brains out is Vic Beasley. Thirteen and a half sacks, seven forced fumbles. Is he a defensive player of the year candidate? Maybe. I actually just wrote an article for this uh, about this that just turned in, and I think the Freeney influence is tremendous on him. You know that uh, he's developed so much more. I mean, because he came into the league and he was a super athlete, super explosive, great combine guy. And he was really good at getting off the ball at the college level and then just beating bad offensive tackles with speed. And quickly the NFL showed him that that's not enough here, son. You know, like that, you've got to right. do more than just try to run by these NFL linemen that have been doing this for eight years and have kids at home and are full-grown men. And right. I think having Freeney there has shown, you know, has taught him that to make him a much more diverse player. And he's really good. I mean, to me, he's not, in terms of defensive MVP, he's not at the level of Khalil Mack, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, though. But he's an right. up-and-coming star. He's making a big impact, though, but I, I, I get yeah. it. I, he's, he's probably a little, you know, one-dimensional, but he's been he's been good. And, and let's finish the show today with – in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably ask you Falcons or, or Tampa. So, but this this question is going to be: Are you surprised that it's the Falcons and Tampa who are fighting for a division lead? 
I'm totally shocked by Tampa. And I've been yeah. a huge Winston believer since day one, but I thought their defense would be horrible. And, you know, midway through the season, I was saying things like Tampa's going to pick in the top five or ten in the draft, you know, that they're a bad team. And they still have a lot of holes. <laughs> you know, I mean, like they're going to have a lot of offseason needs, but I feel like the coach-quarterback combination is – working extremely well and everyone believes and the defense gets better every week and they rush the passer well now and I looked at their secondary and thought it was the worst one in the league and it's playing well and so uh, they're maximizing their talent. Where they drafted well too, at least in the first, you know, the non-kicker variety, they, you know, the cornerback and, and Spence, those, they, they've been impact players. Yeah, yeah, you're 100% right. And, um, I'm not shocked by the Falcons. I mean, I, I after the first month or so of the season, I was a believer. You know, going into the year, I didn't think they'd have a good year. I didn't trust their defense. Um, but now I do. I think that they – I mean, who do you take in that division? I mean, I, I still think Atlanta's the better team, but Tampa's playing really well. What is it, five in a row? Yeah. Against good teams. Might, Seattle, I mean, yeah. good teams. Yeah, I, I I might without looking at the last three games, I might win Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I hear you. I mean, yeah, they're good. And, and I and give and give give ownership credit for firing Levy and hiring Cutter, and give Cutter, you know, credit for doing well as a first time coach, and give him and Winston credit for working well together since last year. I mean, they've earned this. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 and Winston's the real deal. And you know, Martin coming back was a big deal for them too. Now they get Sims back. I mean, even like when Evans gets taken out of the game, they still win. I mean, they're they're a quality team. The, the Buccaneers put out a stat that said that they are in the seven games that Martin has played this year. They're six and one, and the one loss he only played a quarter. So he seems to be helping them out pretty good. Yeah, and remember whenever they gave him big money, a lot of us, and myself included, said, man, that's a lot to pay a running back. Is it, is a good player, you know, a well-above-average back, but he's not Adrian Peterson. You know, I mean, he's not a Hall of Famer. But their offense is very dependent on that, and I don't think and most people realize how big a loss he was. That More so, so than most offenses in the league, they're kind of an 80s or 90s offense where – we're going to run with a bell cow back behind a big offensive line, and then we're going to take shots downfield. You know, we're not going to dink and dunk you and throw horizontally like Detroit or Minnesota or these teams do. You know, we're going to throw downfield with seven-step drops and old-school big receivers that are going to get the football. And without Martin there, I mean, they realized how valuable he was, and they paid him accordingly. And when some of us kind of said, well, I don't know, you know, and he's made Martin or Winston's life much easier, too. Could they be a dangerous team in January? I mean, let's just not talk about getting there and say, okay, hey, we went from a really bad team to a division champion, but could they make noise in the playoffs? I don't know. You know, yeah. I mean, are they as good as Dallas, Washington, Detroit, Green Bay, Atlanta, Seattle? I mean, Yeah, but three of those teams right? might not even make it. You know, I know. And Green Bay, more. Atlanta, and Washington. Yeah, and the Giants could get in. I mean, I guess oh. they could win a game. I mean, can they win two? Or I mean, I guess it's possible. But 
of those teams I mentioned, they would probably be last in my power ranks with that group. I mean, like I still think yeah. Washington's slightly better in Atlanta and certainly Seattle and Dallas. I think that takes us all the way to this, you know, top of the circle of this show is that maybe the NFC will be wide open too. And, and I didn't think that a couple weeks ago, but maybe with Dallas and, and Seattle showing some flaws, maybe this thing is going to be wide open. Maybe a team like Detroit stays hot and goes all the way through. Maybe. I wouldn't expect it, but you never, you know. Right. Who, yeah, I mean, because I think Dallas and Seattle are showing some warts. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fun. And, and again, that's what we want this time of year. We want we want intrigue. We want a reason why to, to watch. And, and I think we might get it. Oh, I think so. I think both playoffs really are setting up well right now. Yep, cool. Well, we're going to talk more about that next week and the following week because we're really getting really close to the uh, to the postseason chase. So this is a No Relation NFL podcast with Matt and Bill Williamson. Matt, we will talk next week going into week 16. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.